This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, welcome to the show, and it is our first live show in the new year. Let's get a round of applause for that, guys. Hope you are so far having a fantastic 2024. We are here today to react to yet another Jubilee video, and this one's a Spectrum video where we bring together a group of men and a group of women to decide whether or not men and women think the same, and we give them a series of prompts. But before we get into that video, we got Taylor in Nashville. Hey, happy new year. I read it as men versus women and women, you're going down today, Amala. Come get it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Will they find congruence on any of the prompts that are, are stated in this video? I don't know. I do got to say I was asked or originally I was asked to be on two different <laughs> Jubilee spectrums or at least a candidate for, for two of them. And this was the one that I missed out on and I wasn't casted for. And I wish this was the one that I was on. But I digress. We're going to get into today's video. I already see a familiar face in this, so uh, we'll, we'll get to her. But let's start it. So you're saying you care more about money than a relationship? I don't give a if she was a homie. But if she stole my money, yeah, that, that affects my life. Okay, music is giving. Men and women cannot just be friends. Three, two, one. Okay, so you go on a spectrum of like strongly agree, agree, neutral, uh, disagree, strongly disagree. On this one, okay, men and women cannot just be friends. I'm not gonna go to strongly agree, I'm gonna go to just agree. I do think, by and large, there can be an element of, you know, physical attraction and other attractions that start to be injected into male and female friendships, but that is not always the case. I think there's always exceptions to the general rule, but for me, the general rule is that men uh, will become attracted to the female friend or, you know, vice versa. The female becomes attracted to the male friend. And just a little like litmus test for this. Think about maybe the men in your life that you know, maybe you are friends with them, maybe your, your peers, you know, how many of them are friends with unattractive women? 
or women who they are not attracted to? How many of them? Like, really just do a quick test on that <laughs> because I feel like there has to be some sort of element of attraction for there to be a friendship. And again, always exceptions to the rule. I can think of male friends that I have that I would never, you know, think about dating or, you know, inching into that part of the relationship. And I can certainly say that there's probably men who have female friends where they would never think about doing that. But a lot of the times there's an undercurrent of attraction. Taylor, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm either like in the neutral or... Uh, maybe slightly agree that they can. And I'm sorry, guys, I made a poll, but I just made it black or white, yes or no. And right now, 73% uh, of you are saying that men and women can be just friends. But for the next polls, yeah. I'll, I'll break it down into the strongly agree or disagree or whatever. But uh, yeah, I think it is within the realm of possibility that a man and a woman can have uh, a platonic relationship. But like you said, I think there's a tendency to catch feelings. And I think more often than not, that'll probably be the case. Um, I guess just on a personal level, like I myself, before I was married and really from childhood had had a friend who uh, happened to be female and uh, we kind of stayed in touch on and off over the years and uh, ended up living in the same city for a couple of years before I moved to LA where I ended up meeting my wife and we would like stay in touch and, and catch up on the phone. And when we, when I was living in, in the other city before LA, we were a part of a friend group with my brother and his then girlfriend, now wife, and um, this girl's sister who we also grew up with a little bit. So there was kind of like this familial dynamic to the whole thing. And mm -hmm. I'd never thought of this girl in that way. And she was uh, a fairly close friend of mine. And we talked about our respective dating, you know, uh, problems and whatnot. And, and it was for my part, never like a, an, an attraction thing and totally just like a, a platonic friendship. Um, but I will say that like, as I got into a more serious, like committed relationship with my wife and we were dating. And then as we moved on into marriage, especially like the, the one-on-one -on -one kind of interactions and conversations became either like non-existent, uh, or my wife was involved in them. And we just actually visited the, my, my old hometown and saw her and, uh, visited her together and she was supposed to be in our wedding so it's kind of like that's i th i think it's possible in that respect of course. But, but not so much like everyday stuff i think there's a, a high uh, possibility that somebody could catch feelings yeah i'm trying to think like okay if you've known somebody for a while or like you know you met in middle school or kindergarten or they're really close and tight-knit with your family and there's kind of like a familial aspect to the relationship as you stated that would certainly you know be acceptable i guess more where where I would have a, a red flag sort of be raised is like you're in a relationship with somebody and all of a sudden they have, you know, a new female friend that they're hanging out with or something like that. And the same for women. All of a sudden they have a male friend that they're hanging out with. I would be suspicious. Let me know in the comments if you wouldn't be. ZH commented on YouTube, said can and do are different things. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> men and women can be friends. But, uh, you know, do men and women build friendships like this that, that remain platonic? Sometimes, sometimes. Let's hear what the crowd has to say. Okay. Not just be friends. He's still deciding, but I'll go ahead. There's always this underlying current to a man, a man and a woman. Now I recognize her, I think her name is Janelle. We were on a Jubilee uh, middle ground together and it was male feminist versus female anti-feminist and Janelle came in strong, hardcore. Uh, and I, I believe the comments did not take so kindly to her, but I thought she was a perfectly nice uh, woman just with some very strong opinions. When they're just friends because there's, there's this sexual attraction, this energy that you can't even see it. It's always flowing. 
And men, as you know, are, you guys are conquerors. You want a conquest. You want to, even if it's a friend, <laughs> sometimes that develops into more simply because law of familiarity, you start getting close and comfortable. And maybe you weren't attracted to her initially, but that opposition of that sexual polarity always kicks in. What if the man is like not attracted to women? Just like generally, do you think that's still? Well, that's different, of course, if you're gay. Come on now. Oh. You mean oh. if, they're, if they take a different like a gay um, man and sexual a, orientation? And a woman being friends. Well, I think that that's different, perhaps because um, they're attracted to men. So in that moment, they, they have taken on the feminine energy. So they only I, want to conquer the men, not the women. Well, in, in that, there's always masculine and feminine energy, whether you're a man or a woman. So if the, guys, if the man is gay and identifies as being attracted to men, then he's in a feminine energy. Mostly. Now, if there's two of them, there's one that's more masculine and more feminine, but that's for another. Two of my best friends are women. We have great times together all the time. Not once have I considered sleeping with them or anything like that. Ever? No. <laughs> but that's the thing is, though, in that's why... In their darkest hour. In your darkest hour. Come on. No. Because you like, oh. He said, never? <laughs> and you know what? I, this It might be true. I don't know if I believe it, but it might be true. I don't know. I just... With the little inkling that I have of how men think, even if it was an intrusive thought, like one that you wouldn't like give into or, you know, ever chase in any way, I'd find it hard to believe that you've never fathomed, you know, uh, engaging with this person romantically or, or sexually. Just, I don't know, just to uh, weigh in on that a little bit. I uh -huh. mean, for me, like we talk, we talk about like the whole like rating system and mm -hmm. whatnot. And there's kind of like a, in or out situation rather than like the oh she's a five six seven eight nine ten whatever right. um and for girls that are out it's like you know not you're never there that's inter yeah so i mean at least on that on that front it's just you're, you're kind of out interesting okay that's fair that's fair i do i have heard that like men make a very quick judgment when they meet women and all of a sudden you fall into like a category there's like the category <laughs> of i would never ever do anything with this person or you know i would just like have a fling with this person or i would date this person or i would marry this person and maybe that's that's a factor here i'm curious if you're not if you have no attraction to them i mean maybe maybe you are just just friends. Uh, I, I, like I said, there's exceptions. Uh, as we started no, off as friends, and, and, and I, this is like I said, a I lot was of, never attracted to them. A lot of relationships start like that today, even right. though I discourage it. They say, I'm not attracted to them, but it'll grow. And I'm always like, eh, it can happen. It can, but it is. But the odds of it, so I agree with you on that as Yeah, well. that's why I'm like, I do Fun understand and I get it, but I like two of my best friends are women and not yeah. once. Everyone keeps saying like, oh, you're gonna do, and I'm like, it's not. You never know. Yeah. Life is a long time. Are okay? your friends attractive? <laughs> yes. Like they look, they look good. But attractive yes. is subjective. But like, just like generally speaking, like yes. your girls like look good, right? Yes. Okay, so if you was just lonely, like it's been a moment, you didn't want to beat it. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, There's a special exemption. I'm non-monogamous, so I never have to worry about oh, intimacy. Well, that's why. Yeah. Well, well, so you, so you're getting, you getting played. So you ain't worried about your man. He's like getting it, so he doesn't need it. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, 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 if, but if you yeah. were lonely, you wasn't getting it, though. And your friend uh, was throwing it I guess you that's, a yeah, you. that's a different situation. That's what I'm saying. Bro, you belong over here, though. Over here. If we're not attracted, yeah, it's, just like, friends. it's just it's friends. Just friends. Yeah. As a straight, very monogamous man, I grew up mainly being friends with women. I felt more comfortable in those spaces. I felt more comfortable talking to women. I've never been like a bro, rah, 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 that type of thing. 
So I think men and women absolutely can be. I have friends that I've had since elementary school, middle school. We talk very often and we talk about all these things and it has never affected that aspect of the relationship because we're men and women. We're just people and people can be friends. It's I not- Fair enough, fair enough. Also you met them in elementary and middle school, but fair enough. Right, and I think there's kind of something too as well. Like there's a certain category of guy that even if they're straight, they're like this harmless buddy type mm -hmm. that they get into that friend zone with girls where they can interact with girls really competently. Maybe they had a sister uh, when they were in and like have an easy way to connect with with women and maybe it's more natural for them, but they're not really perceived as like a not, I don't want to say sexual threat, but like you don't have an agenda, like you're not yeah. angling toward and even or or maybe you are, but it's like so hopeless that the girls are like still comfortable to be around you just because it's like, oh, that's just so and so they're kind of harmless. Like we had a friend uh, like that in our friend group who actually introduced uh, my my wife and I, I mean, I would say. I don't know. I don't want to characterize him completely like that. But uh -huh. uh, anyways, uh, my wife actually texted me while we were uh, while we we're on this. And she said, he's probably my boy best friend, but um, he actually thought she was hot uh, and, and introduced or introduced himself to her uh, because he thought she was attractive. And then as he had a pattern of doing with lots of girls, but then kind of got into that friend zone territory. And that's how I met my wife. Oh, but dude. anyways, I think that's that's definitely like a category and a thing. So. I have I have a friend who has multiple guy friends that she hangs out with regularly, right? And you know, in the beginning of their friendship, these guys would have said something very similar to what this guy's saying. Not to say that he's not telling the truth. It's just to say that they would have said, "Oh yeah, no, we're just friends. It's all platonic. I would never think of her that way." The second the second these guys got the opportunity to like hit on her or like make a pass to, to try something, they jumped on the opportunity. Now, it's not to say that all men would do that. It's just to say a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them would. And uh, I don't mean to say this in order to be rude, but there is a certain like sector of, of men or like a, a subclass of men that know and understand that they will never have the opportunity to sleep with the people who they are friends with. And so they tell the world, oh, I would never do that. This relationship is purely platonic, but it's because they don't have the opportunity and they know that opportunity is never going to befall them. So they take this sort of like white knight, I would never even hit on her because I respect women type of thing is, right. is what they do. And, you know, a lot of men do this. Men, a lot of men say, oh, I would never cheat. I would never, you know, step out on my wife or my girlfriend, but they're also the type of guy who would never be given the opportunity to cheat on their wife or their girlfriend. So I don't know. Again, he could totally be being honest, but I, I'm always sus when it comes to things like this. Taylor agrees. Taylor's like, well, I was going to say, it's almost like it reminds me of like the, the, some people just genuinely aren't interested in sports and that's fine. But like, there's some people who probably would be more interested in sports if they had more athletic ability, but if you don't have the athletic ability or like pick any, you know, board game or game that people play. It's a competition. If you have uh, a low likelihood of winning, then you're going to be less interested in playing the game. And so then you become maybe this as a defense mechanism. You're like, oh, well, I don't believe in playing the games. I don't believe in right. sport. I don't, I don't like to play any of that. But it's really you know, some people just genuinely aren't interested and that's fine. But other, but I think a lot of times there's like this because I can't even compete. I'm just going to like pretend like the whole it's whole categorically just not for me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Smells a little sus. Yeah. So my perspective is from kind of a Christian worldview. Yes. Um, I believe that, you know, God created man and woman 
to come together in love and attraction to be one. Um, and so from that standpoint, I believe that there is just a natural attraction. I have had some extremely close friends that were girls and that attraction just developed because it wasn't just physical, but it was love. It was getting to see how they were around their family, around kids, what they do for work, what they do for school, developing that relationship. So from my perspective, that attraction develops because I wasn't just looking at her from just, you know, she's just a body. Yes, yeah, she's just a piece of meat. Yeah. You develop that emotional yeah. attraction. That emotional I'm, which is yeah. why I'm over here. Yes, yeah. joining yeah. this dark can you side. Not, I would ask. Because I completely agree with you on that from the same Christian standpoint, yes. 100%. Wait, hold up. Uh-uh, not the ads, not the ads. Bye. Okay. To date someone I do not find physically attractive. I would date someone I do not find physically attractive. For me, that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. I think, uh, of course, there's like intellectual attraction and, and loving somebody's personality, but I, for me, you need the element of also being physically attracted to them. Now, I do think there are cases where you become uh, friends with somebody or you're hanging out with somebody and you don't feel that initial physical attraction. And as you get to know them and you get to understand their personality and who they are, physical attraction can build over time. I think maybe more so for for women than for men. But I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't date somebody who I do not find physically attractive. And that can take a lot of different forms. Like, do you care about like being physically fit and, you know, like eating healthy and taking care of your body? That's a, a major element that I think long term in a relationship is really important and can manifest uh, with, you know, the physical attraction that you have for, for somebody. But yeah, it's important. Taylor? Yeah, I'd, I'd be in the agree camp too. I mean, yeah. uh, I think it's just, it's an important thing. I don't think it's the, the most important thing, but right. it's got to be there on some level. I know a successful relationship is going to, I saw some like Instagram preacher thing that was kind of like cheesy, but uh, it actually uh, rang true that he was talking about how like there's these four different levels of uh, in a relationship of like the physical, the uh, social, intellectual, and spiritual. And he was saying like generally in our culture today, it seems like we prioritize the physical and make that the like the base of the pyramid, the top thing. And then, you know, socially, do we get along? Can we hang out in public together? Intellectual? Okay. Can we have serious conversations? And then, and he was saying like, really, you want to have like the spiritual, like your values, your like your worldview is that in sync and then intellectually do you have like that connection socially do you have that connection and the physical should be like the the deepest or like kind of like the, the icing on the cake or like the thing that uh it's reserved for the when everything else is kind of in alignment yep. and anyways i think putting we put so much weight on that uh, but it is an important element that needs to be there for a successful long-term romantic relationship it's just not not the whole thing right and you can build it you can build it like like what taylor was saying if you meet all those personality points and intellectually and values wise you are on the same plane you uh, physical attraction will uh, definitely i think develop over time for most not for all but for for a lot of people that will okay Back to oh. three two one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ah, oh, man. Ah, uh, wait. You want to say something first? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I do it all the time because there's a... <laughs> There's a lot you don't, just from the physicalness, it's like sometimes uh, there's some people that I learn just by like, just by not going in based off physical attractionness, I end up being attracted to them just because of their personality. And you know, looks can be deceiving. I could say the same on the opposite end where I thought someone was absolutely attractive, but then I got to know them and they were the worst person I could have possibly sure. been on a date with. I feel like like you can definitely not be attracted to somebody initially and then as you get Yeah. Them, yeah I feel like 100%. at that point, like once I like someone's personality romantically, I probably they're also think they're attractive. I would say that for some, you know, it's not a reflection on your character, how weighted appearance versus personality might be. It differs from person to person. Mm. I think that we have our preferences and yeah. I think that a certain element of uh, physical attractiveness is fitness, health hygiene and that reflects on usually competence responsibility and dedication but yeah. um i do see it as important although not a uh the, the whole package by any means right it is it's the very first impression you get of most people yes because like you meet someone and you can't hear their voice the first thing most of the time you just see them yeah. and you're like oh that person's attractive or like i don't see myself with that person because i don't find them attractive and that's totally fine not everybody's attracted to yeah. everybody but yep. me personally i would not be with someone i don't find attractive so great so i gotta give context here right mm -hmm. if i'm meeting you in person and you don't look good then i'm over there with y'all but if I mean you through a day nap and I get catfished, but you're kind of cool, <laughs> right? yeah. then, then, cause, cause I met a girl that had nice pictures. But then when I seen her in person, she was a little bit bigger than I prefer, right? You know what, I appreciate how honest this guy is. He really just like, he shoots straight and he tells you exactly what he's thinking. Even if it's not gonna like land for the audience, he does not care. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Well, everyone it's, can have nice pictures today. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now there's nothing wrong with being a bit bigger, but for preference sake, I wasn't really feeling it. But her personality is what got me. And then I started entertaining it. So, yeah. right, even though I got catfished, I actually considered, you know, taking her seriously. And I also date, like, sometimes I really try this because it's led to some great people I've got to meet along the way. I will date outside of my preferences just to see what that's like. If you're not initially attracted to that person and have a strong sexual attraction, then it's not going to work because we know that relationships get worse, not better. That's like, I don't know, I think it's a recipe for a disaster. She's she's got a point there, but I guess it's all about what you value as an individual and like where that lies on your your priority list. But when she says relationships get worse, not better, it's very much you know for the most part the case. You go through your little honeymoon phase where everything's great and everybody's at their best behavior and everybody's working hard to you know like do their makeup or be fit for the first and the second date and all this stuff. And then that slowly as you you gain comfort. It, it can deteriorate over time and then you start to learn more about the person and the red flags pop up and the beige flags pop up and all these things that you would have never foreseen when you first started dating, you have to have to grapple with. So if, if you value physical attraction, you probably want to make sure that that's there for whoever you're dating.
Okay. Cheating is the worst thing my partner could do to me. Hmm. Three. Cheating is the worst. I'm gonna say, I think I actually might go strongly disagree on this one. <laughs> and I have a feeling that most of the people are gonna uh, agree. I can just, I can think of a lot of things that are far worse for, for me uh, personally if I was dating somebody than cheating. Like if they started being like an alcoholic or getting addicted to drugs or something like that, that would be worse. If they were uh, a bad parent in the future or did something you know poor with the kids, that would be worse. I could come up with things that would by no means be justifiable. And then with, with cheating, I feel like it's very, it's very circumstantial. For, for me, Taylor. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think it's tough to think of things that are worse because it's such a like that the trust and the commitment that you make in a in a relationship is generally like I mean, it's the most important thing. It's foundational, and when you violate that, it's very difficult to to pick up the pieces and and you know restore. Um, but you know, if they're a serial killer, if they're you had involved in some God forbid something like with you know. I don't, I don't even want to say certain things, but like, uh, illicit <laughs> material on the internet or right, like, and, you know, children worse. or, you know, just crazy stuff. Like theoretically, yes, you can think of horrible, horrible, uh, things, uh, if they have like a double life or something like that, you know, um, but, uh, cheating is obviously up there for, with, with, uh, being something totally catastrophic to a relationship for sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's see. I have a feeling that I think most people view cheating as like a, that is the absolute worst thing that my relationship will never recover. We're getting a divorce immediately, all this. So I have a feeling that this will be reflected. Three, two, one. Let's see. Okay, lots of strongly agrees. One, two strongly disagrees. Okay. I feel like there's like probably worse things like in theory that a partner could do to their partner, but just because that's such an important aspect for me and like I feel like my partners in the past have like been very aware that, that was like something that I actively would not do. I feel like that would just make that adds like an extra element of evil. Yeah, my, to it. I mean my mind goes to marriage. I mean, you know, when you marry this woman, when I marry a woman someday, you promise literally everything you have to be with her literally thick and thin, to be with her through everything, through highs and lows. And I mean, if you do something like cheating, it's basically like, screw this love, this wasn't real. These promises that I made between us and God mean nothing. I think for a lot mm -hmm. of Christians, that's like a big thing is cheating. I mean 100%. And it's, it's one of the 10 commandments too. It's like, yeah. do not commit adultery. Yeah. So in my, that is definitely the worst thing because getting married is a promise between you and that person and God. I mean, technically there's worse things, like they could kill you, which would probably be the worst thing, because then like you're not even in the picture. You belong but, over here. Right. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, you know, but um, I would say that would like destroy me and I would never even think about something like that. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. I was actually cheated on a few, like four or five months ago. I struggled with self-esteem so much growing up and that was the worst thing that could have happened. That destroyed any chance I had at self-love at that time. And it was, it was just devastating for me. See, the reason I guess I don't, I'm, I'm not in congruence with them or like oh, wouldn't stand on the same side of the room as them is it feels like in the way that they're talking about cheating, they're making it a like a personal thing. Whenever right. I view cheating as, you know, it, it has nothing to do with me. If somebody cheats on me in a relationship, it's not like a personal attack on me. That's all, it's a them problem. It's a them decision. It's a like it's a them weakness type of thing. So 
I view more personal transgressions like, uh, you know, like abuse, lying about, you know, uh, harming your children, anything like that. Those would be way worse than than cheating in my eyes. I also think there's a big difference between emotional cheating and sexual cheating, which a lot of people disagree with. I think, uh, you know, men can go and, you know, sexually be with a woman that they feel absolutely nothing for, and that is qualified as cheating. But if somebody were to emotionally cheat on me, I would view that as way worse than them going and sexually cheating on me. And that might be a difference between men and women. I think women generally say, you know, like, if I had to judge my man sleeping with somebody else versus having like an emotional love with somebody else, I think they say that the emotional love is worse typically. And then men are like, if I have to think about my woman sleeping with somebody else or having an emotional relationship with somebody else, the sleeping with them is, is worse for men. Do you agree with that Taylor? Uh, I don't, I think it's circumstantial. I mean, yeah. I think it's more like, is there a, like there is a difference in degree probably between like a moment of indiscretion versus a sustained pattern of something. And I think yeah. that would probably go, uh, for emotional and physical. Um, but to, it is a it is a betrayal whether it is uh, emotional or physical i guess uh so in that in that sense i think both are are definitely can be forms of, of cheating so uh yeah i agree with you there but i wanted to speak to what you said a minute ago well um like with with the christians actually when they said like it you make this this vow and um it's it, it this is the most important thing ever and you were talking about how like um when when the the blue shirt guy said it's it was in kind of in reference to like his own how hurt he would feel mm -hmm. or, or how much it devastated his own self-esteem and it's like it, the, whether it's right or wrong is more about whether it's right or wrong and and where that person is at like you were saying not so much like how hurt you feel right by it and for the on from a christian perspective like when you become a christian you're you're basically making that same like you're entering into a marriage with with God, essentially, like that type of, of covenant, that type of relationship. And you have a vow like to be, to, to follow him and do, and do his way. And do you live up to that every day? Are you morally perfect? And, and you know, so why hold your, your significant other to that same standard? It's sort of like a graceless uh, perspective. Uh, now does the, in a Christian setting, like there is, it, it does, make allowance for if there's like infidelity that there can be divorce and that, and that type of thing. And I mm -hmm. think that that's a conversation to be had, but it, it just feels like it's a little bit overly black and white and almost naive to just have this mentality that like, well, because I care so much about fidelity, I would be so hurt by it. Then therefore, uh, this is like a total black and white. I would cut this person is totally irredeemable and cut off and everything. And I, I think that's just a little too graceless and a little too simplistic. But I do think that there is a point if this person is totally unrepentant and totally like they exhibited a pattern, they were lying to you for a sustained amount of time and all this stuff like that, there can totally be grounds for earning a relationship based on cheating. But I just don't like that whole black and whiteness. Yeah, there's a lot. Hopefully we get into this more because this prompt is going to go on. We're going to watch a little bit more and see what other topics it brings up. But certainly if somebody cheats on you, I know it's like easier said than done, but it shouldn't affect your self-love because it really has nothing to do with you, I think, for, you know, nine times out of ten me like it really was just devastating because it didn't just destroy that relationship it destroyed my entire image of myself that I had built up based on other people's validation and I had to rip it down to the studs and just fully start over yeah so that's why I'm over here strongly agree 
for me personally, it was the worst thing that could have happened. Cheating is up. It's not a good feeling. Is it the worst thing that a partner could do to me? To be honest, I've outgrown that. Bro, I had over a quarter million dollars stolen from me this year, bro. And that put me in a dark ass place. Now imagine, Excuse if my me? partner stole that money from me, or she was just a homie. I'd be more mad about the money, you feel me, right? I don't have that money to be stolen. <laughs> you know so. so you're saying you care you care more about money than a relationship? But because at the end of the day, me and my ex, we ain't together no more, so I don't give a fuck if she was a homie, if she was, right? But if she stole my money, I think what he's saying in a less than eloquent fashion is that you going and sleeping with somebody is not really all that personal to me. You steal money from my bank that's, you know, a quarter of a million dollars. That's you, you know, methodically thinking through taking something that I have earned that is like, you know, going to make me more successful in life or like, you know, move on and, and be able to support myself. And you're stealing that from me. And, and he, he takes that a lot harder, I think, is what he means. Yeah. But I, I, I do agree to her crit criticism, her response that like it does say something about what you really value. Like mm -hmm. theoretically, I think most human beings like really want to have a committed, long term, uh, exclusive relationship where they can fully give themselves to someone and then and receive that back in yeah. return. And if you I, I, I don't know, I feel like there's maybe like a little bit of jadedness or or like went down that road either made a failing on myself and wasn't able to make it work. And now I don't think it's possible for me or I was hurt by someone. And now I'm like, uh, I'm not going to try it anymore. And so therefore my life's really not about all that. You know, relationships, not, not that meaningful to me. It's money. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It seems like there's a little bit of that going on. So That's I do, fair. uh, I do, I, I understand where he's coming from, but also like, I don't know. I think there's, I, I feel like there's a little bit of like uh, jadedness with regard yeah. to relationships. He's maybe a little flippant when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? So, so my whole thing is when we talking about the prom, is cheating the worst thing that a partner could do. Yeah. I've been cheated on before. The first time, the first time I was cheated on, bro, I was petty. I was in high school, bro. I drove all the way to the crib and told her mom what she was doing with me. You know what I mm. mean, right? Yeah, I was, I was vengeful. But now I just be like, you know, so many people do it. There's worse things that they have. Like if you kill my mom, I'll be more mad rather than you f***ing the homie. The sanctity of marriage is supposed to be till death do us part. That doesn't mean if your carnal flesh gave in and you had, uh, you know, an indiscretion that you're able to hit the door running. No, that means there's work to be done. We have problems. For me, I think it actually can be the best thing because it, it's a sign that there is a huge problem in the relationship that needs fixed. Most sex is not emotional. So it's just a bodily act that animals do and you're going to blow up a marriage or a relationship a relationship with children over sex? To me, I think that is ridiculous. But sex... Shows... Oh, 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 you could yeah. say that about the person doing the cheating too. I've been yeah. cheated on, so I have been cheated on. Well, so, so you think that's something you could like, oh, you have gotten over it? I yeah. have gotten over it. If my husband cheats on me, of course I'd be devastated. I'm human, I believe, just like all y'all too. But I'd be like, damn, like, What's the problem here? What's the issue? See, but that's, and can no, we solve just, this? Why don't you just talk? Like well, if you guys yeah. are married and yeah. you have that emotion. I feel like there's like no thing before that. Happen. Of course, there's there's always, you know, like philosophically, there's an is and an ought, right? Okay, there is what happened, which is cheating happened in your relationship, and there's an ought, what ought to have happened, and that is, well, he ought to have 
talked to her. You know, you, sh- you should have come to her before the cheating happened and said, you know, I'm having, I'm having this lack of connection in our relationship. And there, you know, some of them are rolling their eyes at what she's saying. Uh, but when I hear what she's talking about, you can view this as like, oh, she's so weak. She's being a pick me. You know, she's placating to men or whatever. I hear a lot of strength in what she's saying. She's saying, I chose this person to be with them in marriage. They ended up, you know, cheating on me. It's an indiscretion. And instead of, you know, internalizing that and making it this huge personal thing for me that knocks out trust, that knocks out our family, that knocks out our children, I'm gonna make the personal choice to sit down and try to work it out with our relationship and with our marriage because of the vows we take in with one another, because of the fact that we have children, where a lot of people now, they just hear the word cheating and they go, I'm out. I don't care if we have four kids, I'm going to go sign the divorce papers the next day. And you know what? I think a lot of people say that and then it ends up not being all that true. Or if it is true, you know, a lot of other dominoes fall when you decide immediately, I'm just going to get a divorce immediately where we're done with this marriage. And, you know, where you could view her as being weak for staying with a man who has cheated on her. I actually hear a lot of strength in her saying that I want to see first if our relationship can make it through this. And it's not to say she's going to put up with a, a serial cheater or somebody who's repeti- right. uh, rep- repeatedly uh, stepping out on her. She's just to say, I want to find the root of the problem first and identify whether or not this is fixable before I ruin something as large as a marriage and a family. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I we- tend to tend to mostly agree. I, I think she, when she talks about like sex just being an appetite, I'm, I think there is sort of like a a sacredness to it that's important. And that is why, like, when you have cheating in a a committed relationship, it's such a devastating, uh, devastating thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the key word that you said is to to try to make it work. I think you need both parties to, to have that mentality of like, okay, if you if if somebody cheats, then now in order to pick up the pieces of this, the person who cheated needs to take responsibility for their part and they need to like really cooperate and come to the table in totally good faith and like just, okay, we had this devastating thing happen in our relationship because of of a failing on my part, a moral failing. I need to take full responsibility for this um, and work to re-earn the trust that was lost. And if they're not like committed to that mm-hmm. and willing to do anything to make it work and, be, and demonstrating that, then it's like, I don't think it's healthy for the other person to be rationalizing away. Oh, well, that was just an appetite this or that. Like you can quickly right. get into a, a very unhealthy situation where you're just like enabling someone. I don't think that's good either. Right. It has to be real and it has to be honest. Like I, I try to put myself in the shoes of like being somebody who's married, who has kids and the husband goes out and cheats. Given that it's a situation of, oh, like, I gave into this, I don't feel anything for this person, I'm be like, okay, we're going to have to sit down and talk about, like, what is going on in this relationship. And so long as you can be honest and, and come to it from an honest perspective, I would personally put working on my marriage, especially for the sake of my kids, over, you know, I'm going to get an immediate divorce over something that that's just happened here. Because there's a lot of, of building that can be done. And it's it's altered, right? If, if it's just a boyfriend, you don't have kids yet, you're not married, that's a whole different situation. But if mm-hmm. you are, you know, decades into a relationship, you have kids, there's, there's a ton of other stuff that needs to be thought about. And I think a lot of people just go, me, 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 I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. And then they yeah. disband their marriage. They have like this nuclear fallout with their children. The family's broken up. And sometimes you have to sacrifice a little bit 
and just, you know, take the impact of something as harmful as cheating and try to work through it. I know that people don't. I think we should work to changing that. I wish, yeah. uh, but that doesn't accepting. mean I'm going to unconditionally love you just because you went and had an indiscretion. I wouldn't do that to my son. My son F's up all the time and does crazy shit. I'm like, where on God's green earth did you learn that? That doesn't mean I stopped loving him. For men, I feel like we take cheating a lot more personally we as do. opposed to women. It comes with to the ego. People's boundaries are all different. So mm -hmm. if you know you have perhaps been with no or less partners and then you get married, to learn that that person cheated would be proportionally much more devastating to someone who's had maybe a lot of relationship experience and therefore that's more of an active part in their life. So I think that everyone's boundaries are different. So for some people, I have seen them get over it. I know for me personally, I would say that I, I'm a woman that would take that devastatingly seriously and would not look lightly at it. So it depends on the person's boundaries. If you had children and if you had a family involved, you would break up your family over a man's one-time indiscretion Yes. That would I adversely affect your child and possibly send her to the stripper pole. Uh, I don't feel comfortable. She shouldn't have gone to the stripper pole. She should have just stayed with the question. That's a very, very important question. And unfortunately, I feel like it's going to get laughed off because she ended with, you're going to send your daughter to the stripper pole. There is, I think, a mistaken view within relationships, especially those of married people with kids, that if one person cheats, be it the man or the woman, suddenly the other person is saying, you're not fit to be a father, you're not fit to be a mother, we're gonna get divorced and you know, I'm gonna fight you for child custody. I believe personally that, yeah, okay, you went out and cheated. That has nothing to do with how capable you are as, as a parent, in my opinion. I know a lot of people are gonna disagree on that. You can have a man who is a perfectly wonderful father who shows up for his kids, who you know takes them where they need to go, is a great example of a role model outside of the indiscretion with your partner. And then all of a sudden it's like divorce, you're not gonna see your dad, we're separated, we're breaking up the family, he cheated on me, all these things. Your kids are separate. And for me, like once a kid comes into the world, your life is not about you anymore. Your life is about your child. And if that means like you have to deal with this man who cheated on you being the father in your kid's life and being there for them and coming and picking them up or whatever when you divorce and all this stuff, that's what it should be because the stability of your kids is far more important than whatever it is you're dealing with uh, within your relationship. So it's kind of sad to like, here, like, oh no, you know, we're just gonna end everything and split up the family immediately when one indiscretion happens within our relationship. I don't feel comfortable answering that question because I feel like it's making a lot of. That feels like it happens. That shows questions, but that shows an example onto the kids, like, oh, this is not that bad of a thing. Yeah. No, because what what are you involving your kids in it for? Especially if they're young kids. Are you going to go around being like, oh, daddy just cheated on me, but we're staying together? No, you shield your children. <laughs> and maybe this is something that they can learn with time if you feel it's necessary. But, you know, it doesn't have to be this thing that's full of, like, animosity between the two parties. I, people hate to hear it, but sometimes as an adult, you have to swallow things that happen to you for the sake of your kids. It's not everybody's business. It really isn't. And I also, I think mm. that like somebody cheating on you is more than just like a physical thing. Like that's a break of trust. And I feel like well, if, yeah. you can't, if you can't have that trust in someone, then I also don't want them to be like raising my kids with me. Yeah. So we're all saying that love is conditional is the end of the Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100% Absolutely. That. <laughs> I recommend that people listen to um, James, James Sexton. He's a, actually a divorce lawyer who's obviously seen a lot of cheating and things throughout his career. And he makes uh, a beautiful case as to why 
you know, cheating within a relationship has nothing to do with your children and should not affect the way that you view things like uh, custody and allowing a father or a mother to continue raising their children. We have to realize that like your marriage and then the relationship between a mother and father or a, I mean, a mother and his, her kids and a father and his kids are two separate things. You don't get to just like take scissors and cut through every single relationship and what would be the most important relationship for the like foundation of childhood development because somebody went and, and slept with somebody on, on one occasion. Unfortunately, that's allowed and people are just allowed to like disband everything and take child custody over cheating and things like that. But my goodness, should we view that with a, a little bit more care than we do currently? Yeah, I think like you don't want to be acting out of your hurt, you know, because that's only going to end up punishing not the person you're trying to punish by saying, oh, you're not going to have access to the kids or I'm not going to you know, ever let you see them again or be involved or anything. You're actually punishing the children for yep. the mistake of their father in that case. And, and that is not not right. I'm reminded of that quote about like unforgiveness, that it's like uh, drinking poison and expecting uh, the other person to die. And really, like you want to get the, the you want to heal from your hurt. Like, yes, you have every right to be upset with this person. You have every right to uh, like not be happy with them. Mm -hmm. um, but you you need to separate that from like your you have to you have to heal. You know, they you have a gunshot wound in your soul because you've been portrayed. But you need to to heal and not be acting out of a place where you're just you know responding out of total uh, resentment and hate and and out of the the pain that you feel inside because that's only going to multiply the problem. Now that doesn't mean you need to stay in a toxic relationship for the kids. If that if that's not salvageable, then so be it. But it does mean that you don't want to be holding on in bitterness and and trying to punish that other person for the rest of their life. When in reality, it's going to have consequences for your children. I think that's a lot of what I'm hearing and what you're trying to say. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you have to take stock of something. Like there's this idea. Okay, like. A lot of people will say, oh, well, just stay together. No matter what, stay together, stay together. I'm not saying that. If you cannot create a happy household where, you know, you can be loving towards one another in your relationship and set a good example for your children, then you might as well be separated, right? Because I think what's worse, uh, you know, than splitting is showing your kids an unhealthy relationship. So if you have so much animosity within yourself due to the cheating that you can no longer be nice to your spouse or show a loving relationship to your kids, and that trust is just broken to a degree that is irreparable, then you need to start having conversations about divorce and separation and what that looks like for your children. But if you can find it within you to work on the, the cheating that happened in your relationship, find the love that you had for that person, reignite it, and still show a caring, loving example of what a mother-father relationship looks like for your children, I think that is what would be best and what's going to be the healthiest for your kids. And we know that to, to be true. Kids function better under a two-parent household where they're shown a loving example of, you know, what it means to be a mom and what it means to be a dad. So if you can manage to salvage that, you 100% should, uh, you know, by all means necessary. But if you can't, then, you know, leave the unhealthy situation and don't give an unhealthy example to your kids. Monogamy is overrated. Three, two, one. Monogamy is overrated. Um, okay. 
I guess I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say disagree. I'm not going to say strongly disagree. Um, the reason I say disagree, okay. I think people are just like, they're just taking the easy route now. Like we're, we're so self-centered, me, 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 that we don't even think about uh, a lot about building a relationship with somebody that's long-term and what that means and the different sacrifices that, that come along with that and how much strength you have to have to really build a long-lasting relationship. And we've lost that. And, uh, you know, monogamy is is a beautiful thing if it's what you want, right? If it's not what you want and then you put yourself in the position of being monogamous with somebody, you're bound to, you know, harbor resentment for one another and issues are going to pop up and cheating and all this stuff is going to happen. I think it's all about being honest with yourself. And when you find something that works uh, and you find somebody who you love within a monogamous relationship, it's really a beautiful thing, but it does require sacrifice and work. Yeah, I'm probably going into the strongly disagree, um, mm -hmm. mostly just because I, I agree with everything you said, but I would maybe just take it one step further and say that I, I do believe that human beings do deep down uh, crave a a that type of intimate relationship. I think it's mm -hmm. almost something innate. Um, now, I don't know, maybe, maybe the, the, there's there's room for, like you could say, asexual people or people with the gift of singleness, as Christians would say. Um, but uh I, I do think that that is for for most people. You you want to be able to experience a a relationship in which you are permanently and exclusively and fully committed to someone else, and they are permanently, exclusively, and fully committed to you. And in the confines of that, you experience a kind of of relationship and intimacy that it can only be experienced if you have two people that are are committed to that. And to me, that's uh, what marriage is is really all about. And I, I believe deeply in that. And um, I think it is is worthwhile. And I don't think that uh, pursuing that is uh, overrated. I think if anything, it, it's underrated in, in modern times. I agree. I'm like monogamous one hundred percent of the way I cannot imagine being in like an open relationship or like polyamorous or anything like that just because like I, I don't see the utility in it whatsoever I think a lot of it is just like selfishness it's people not wanting to do the hard work of being uh in, in a relationship and people are maybe jaded towards monogamy and there's just a lot of like media propaganda narratives that are pushing people towards just taking the the easier route of uh, I don't really have any strong commitment to anybody I can just go around and and do whatever I want that being said you know a lot of people put themselves in monogamous situations that they are not ready for and that's how yeah. you get the divorce rate as high as it is and that's how you get cheating and all of this stuff and it's just weakness it's just people are, are weak <laughs> so that's that's really what I think Savage, sorry no, that's right. Sorry. Of course. <laughs> um, Come on, man. Get over here. Get your foot over here. You know you belong here. At least I'm not like, Think about it. We're like second. Think about it. We're taught from the Disney, all these fairy tales, it's like you're supposed to be with that one and only. You know, so it's very frightening to break something traditional, but after like a few months with it, I just knew I'm like, this is the right choice. I've been in the most happiest of relationships. I just celebrated my three years with my primary partner. We, and like, um, as well as my two year anniversary with, <laughs> with my secondary partner. <laughs> but it's like, uh, you know, I. Yeah. <laughs>
couldn't be me, but uh, who am I? What, what am I to say? I would love to check in in like 10 years and see how this is all going and uh, how that pans out for them. And I'm, I'm curious, but my goodness. I do think that monogamy is kind of overrated. I don't think that um, there's anything like, you know, wrong with it. If that's what you want to do, go for it. But. I do think that uh, non-monogamy and poly relationships should be something that, like, it's looked at as an option. I think nowadays I know more open relationships than I do strictly closed relationships yeah. with the people that I know. Um, I would say I disagree that monogamy is overrated, but I do agree that for some people like yourself, poly relationships work better, so I don't look down upon them. I think whatever works for you works for you. Thank you. Yes. But I can still Thank say you. that for like someone like myself or people that are similarly just very focused and have like strict kind of like, uh, I, I just can't ever, oh my God, I could never imagine more than like one it, person. It's a lot. It, it, it takes a lot. Person, yeah. So therefore I don't think monogamy is overrated. I think it depends on the person. And I think for me, it's definitely not over. It's the only option for you. Polly is like the right way. So it just depends. It's, yeah. I'm completely non-judgmental. I think it just depends. I, I, I just want to say, I don't mind monogamy, right? I just don't like a controlling relationship where it's completely like, no, you can't f nobody else, but at the same time, you want to f me once or twice a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like, okay, so he's saying if his needs are not met within his relationship, then they need to have a conversation about uh, how to get that done, which I guess that's that's fair. Exactly. So, yeah. so, 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 you know, me and my ex was together for five years. I actually broke up with her in April, but for two and a half years out that relationship, we was barely f We're like maybe once a month. Yeah. Then I moved her in the crib, yeah. and then when I moved her in the house, for the whole first year of her living in the house, she just didn't want to have sex. That's she does not like you. She does <clears throat> not like you. Now again, I, there, there's room for you know more context that I don't know about this uh, relationship. But if you are dating a woman, especially he seems quite young. He seems like he's maybe in his you know early thirties. Uh, if she is not sleeping with you, you know, out of like a whole year or like once a month or something like that, she probably doesn't like you. Of course, there's extenuating circumstances. There could be like health conditions or something like that. But I'm saying she's she's normal. She's healthy. You can't identify any other thing going on in your relationship. She doesn't like you. And I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> right. Now, we had an agreement that we had agreed on where we could do various things that we just didn't want to know about and stuff like that, right? And because you wasn't me and stuff like that, I was handling the agreement. Like, I was following the agreement. But because there were certain things that wasn't necessarily 100% out there, that created complications in the relationship mm -hmm. to the point that it ended up was breaking up. I think it's definitely like it has a place like for certain people like obviously we have two people who are like very religious here uh -huh. and it, it works well for them and I just think like if I was in an open relationship I would go crazy like even when I'm in like a normal relationship where it's like I don't expect them to cheat on me I'm still like like it's <laughs> suspect. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I just like if that was if like I just I can't imagine a world where I would agree with that and also before I had like loved someone or like dated anybody I was like oh no I could totally be in an open relationship and then I actually did and I was like oh are, are, are <laughs> you Never a sexual person just curious though like kind of kind of sure she's yeah. like yeah so so yeah. if your partner was very sexual too and he's like baby like I want to be with you but you always just shut him down because you ain't in the mood I don't right? that's like never happened like I just feel like that's like not that's like personally for me not an issue but also right. if, I don't know I think that would definitely be a conversation okay. if there was like an imbalance but also I think there's different things that make people compatible as partners and that's definitely one of them what he's saying is the cry of many men today is that they're not getting enough sex from their partner and uh, not just sex it's not like men are like oh I'm heartless that connection but for me listen men need sex to create intimacy women need intimacy to have sex and people <laughs> get married and then 
look around. It's like, yep. just don't get married then. Yeah. And yeah. stay yeah. stay like this boy, date, dates, and <laughs> anniversaries every Y'all two are my people. This is wild. You know what? I I have respect that everybody has like their different views on relationships and how they deal with things. And I can agree with her that if you are going to get married and you have even like, you know, a whisper of feeling like you're going to step out on this person, you need to hold off and uh, reevaluate your relationship, reevaluate your own situation, your own view towards dating and hold off on getting married. But oh, my goodness, it's whenever I hear it, I'm just like. Weakness, 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 weakness. I was like, I can't understand how people cannot like control themselves. <laughs> and maybe you're just not with the right person. Like maybe you don't feel it enough to to be able to take on uh, the burden as a man of like not being able to have multiple partners. But just be honest about that and direct about that. Yeah, and it kind of speaks to what she said a second ago. Like I'm not sure I totally agree, but she said like what women need intimacy for sex and sex men need sex for intimacy and i think there there's perhaps truth to that but like you said if you're in a relationship with the right person as a man and you feel like you're you're not getting enough sex or whatever then it's on you to ask yourself why is she not feeling like she wants to be intimate with me in that way am mm -hmm. i creating an atmosphere of intimacy in our relationship and am i doing bringing enough in that regard to making her feel like she wants to express that intimacy that we have uh, sexually. And if that's not there, then I, it's kind of, to me, pointing to uh, shortcoming in the relationship. Now, there could, there could be other factors or whatever, but like, I, I think you need for, for the harmony and everything to be working, like there, the, the, usually when there's a deficit of, of sex and that's coming from the women, the woman, it's can be reflecting of uh, some shortcomings on the part of a man and what they're bringing as far as like being emotionally available, uh, caring, and just being present and nurturing and all those things that a woman kind of needs uh, to be happy. Yep. And so. I like 100%. There's something underlying in either you're coming at it the wrong way and she's not taking it or like you're asking her about it and she's not being honest with you, but something else is going on. And he mentioned that they have an agreement within their relationship that if she is not providing enough sexually for him, he's allowed to go and sleep with other people. And she might have agreed to that situation, but as soon as the situation was implemented, she lost all attraction to you. I can I, I can tell that there's a lot of mm. women who are exactly like that, who like the, the girl earlier, she said, oh, yeah, I thought I would be OK with an open relationship tried it out was not okay and I think a lot of women do that or they mess around with the idea of going you know what I do I, I understand that he does have needs and then as soon as it's actually implemented they are out the door they're like I gotta go I actually can't deal with this and many women leave their relationships silently and what they do is they'll start backing away from you distancing themselves they no longer want to engage with you sexually or that happens once a month or it becomes a chore or whatever and what they're communicating to you is i don't want to be in this relationship anymore but i don't have the wherewithal to sit down and tell you that so i'm going to stop doing something that's important to you and i'm going to wait and eventually you're going to come to me and break off the relationship and i don't have to do the hard part right you're going to come to me and do it so and I imagine, oh, sorry. No, I imagine good. that happens a little bit incrementally too. Like where, where at first they, she might be a little aloof, but that could be an effort to communicate without saying anything that, you know, there's a problem here that needs to be spoken to. And I'm trying to get your attention by being standoffish or, mm -hmm. you know, doing the, something differently withdrawn a little bit. Now, 
is there something to be said for like women should try to communicate their feelings and and because men are dumb and we have a hard time uh, picking up on things at times? Absolutely. Yeah. But I do think that that can happen kind of incrementally. And if it's not caught early on um, and the man's not being sufficiently attentive. Oh, Taylor paused. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get what no. Taylor, you paused out. <laughs> are you still there? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm still here. Can you okay. Yeah. Repeat the last part. I was just saying like it happens incrementally and they can get to a point though where the it's just a bridge too far and uh, it becomes irredeemable when the man has ignored it for a same amount of time and she's gotten further and further away and she's just totally checked out from the relationship. Yep. And and men do it too. How many of y'all have dated a guy and all of a sudden like everything's perfect and all of a sudden he starts like acting up or showing his ass or something like that and you're like okay well what is going on this is not the person that I was in a relationship with and they're just trying to like quietly back out of the relationship without having to be the one who like breaks it to you or they want to express an issue that they're having but instead of doing so verbally they do it like you know physically with other things going wrong in your relationship it happens a lot people struggle on the communication front Next month is this one year anniversary with partner number three. Like just, you know what I mean? Just be out there doing your dates. And does that make sense? By the end of the day, nobody should dictate your relationship because everyone's gonna try to push what they think works for yeah. you know this is what's best for you. Like I'm over it. I'm like, why? So I can be frustrated and pissed off and like I've tried it. To me, it does it did not work. I want to take perspective because you know. Christian, I'm gonna take perspective that's a little away from, from my biblical views. And no disrespect, but I do think polygamy is just laziness. Not polygamy, po uh, this is polyamory. No, poly poly polygamy sorry. is when it's multiple lives, just one person. Um, I see that as laziness, that you don't wanna to commit to someone in the hard times. Like you were talking about a little bit about, well, they're not getting fulfilled sexually, so why not find it somewhere else? Yeah. Why not just do the hard work to work on your relationship? I agree. Ooh, I was ready for this question. Yeah. And, oh. I mean, there's, I there's such a emotional, there's a psycho psychological yeah. Yeah. just importance in being with one person. Yeah. Um, I mean, Care bonding. So then yeah. why do we have such a high divorce rate? I agree with you on that. Because there's a ton of people in the same camp that they're, they're not willing to uh, take on what it means to be married. <laughs> I think that's. A, I like how he said it. Like I'm ready for this question, but your your answer's there, and it's the it's the very same you know diagnosis that uh, the Christian guy. Sorry, his name is escaping me. It's the very same diagnosis that he just gave. So, yeah, people don't understand. Uh, and of course, there's other reasons. Like there's there's abuse within marriages, and like other stuff that happens that uh, leads to a divorce. But I think by and large, it's things that could be worked through that end up leading to the majority of divorces these days. And a lot of people just like end their relationships so easily, which really blows my mind. And you know, you, you get called like a, a pick me or, or whatever for saying, oh, I think our relationship can withstand a, a lot and hopefully we're gonna work through whatever comes our way. But that is something that you should expect in return from your partner as well. If for some reason I have you know a, a moment of, of weakness in whatever way that takes form in all the different ways that that can manifest in decades of being with somebody, I would hope that you have some understanding and you're going to come to the table and say, we're going to work through this as as well. I don't know where we got sold this idea that like he's Prince Charming or she's your princess and everything's going to be perfect all the time. And if one thing goes wrong, you need to like run and leave the relationship. Of course, you have your boundaries and some are strong boundaries, some are weaker boundaries. But there's a lot you have to navigate within like decades of being married to somebody that I don't think people 
recognize or think about when they end up getting married. And that's why the divorce rate is like, you know, 60%. It's all these people who go, oh, I didn't sign up for this. And they're not realizing, actually, yes, you did. <laughs> you did sign up for it. You signed up for the the weak parts of this person. You signed up for the parts where, yeah. where they mess up and, and can betray you and be, betray your trust sometimes. And so long as that person wants to work through it, I think you should try. Yeah, and I feel like as a culture, to your point, we've we've done a good job of portraying the like infatuation stage of relationships yeah. in like Disney films or rom-coms. You see like the the early stage is the falling in love and that's all explosive and everyone gets that and everyone wants that. But then it's the the middle stages that are actually necessary to go through in order to get you to what is the ultimate goal of that truly sustained, intimate uh, fully like you, you're permanently committed to the other person. They're fully committed to you and permanently committed to you. And you're experiencing that intimacy that I believe you're made for. Um, but it, it, it takes a while to get there. It takes commitment. It takes on your part, uh, work and sacrifice and discipline and, and, you know, not always getting what you want and sacrificing some of your independence and, and all of that. Um, and it also takes that you extending grace to the other person. And I feel like with a lot of the conversation that, that we're witnessing, it's like, you either have too low expectations of other people and you've just saying, well, there's no chance anyone could really be, be loyal to me or faithful to me and give me everything. Um, so I might as well just check out, or you have too low expectations of yourself where you're, you think, well, I can never be this disciplined. I can never be this committed or anything like that. And look, I think it's important to be honest with yourself. Um, and before you try to enter into a, a relationship or a mm -hmm. marriage where it's like, okay, yeah, if you're not, if you're not in a place where you're ready for that, then definitely don't. Yeah. Uh, don't go into a marriage. Like I'm super pro marriage, but I'm also, I'm anti getting married if you're not uh, ready for it. And mm -hmm. if you're not in a place where you can make one work. And I think our culture just generally has done uh, a poor job of equipping people for that part of the, of relationships that can get you from infatuation to sustained, healthy, happy relationship, because it is, it is difficult. And there's it, it you know, I've only been married a couple of years and I'm, you know, I'm, I, I don't like giving a marriage advice because I'm like, dude, I'm so new to this. I don't know. Uh, but I will say it is, it is like in large part, like a mirror and you constantly are seeing flaws emerge in yourself uh, that you need to work on. And, but it, but over time it makes you a better person. It makes me step up as a man in different ways that I didn't know I needed to. And it's, it's been a great vessel for growth. Now my marriage is not about me just growing, but that's a that's a byproduct of it. And um, uh, I'm really grateful for that now. And I think that the the difficulty and the sacrifice and, and the discipline and all that is is worth it in the long term and what you get out of it, but also in, in the growth you experience as a person. So um, I just think it's unfortunate that uh, it's there seems to be such a just poor understanding or poor wisdom uh, mm -hmm. in the, the air of our culture right now when it comes to just navigating the, the relationships. Yeah, you have to keep that like view of growth intact. And both of you have to keep that intact. If you lose that, then there's there's another conversation that needs to be had. But yeah, the growth part is so important. We have such a high divorce why, do we, why, why are people still cheating? Why is open? Because they're not, because our country, I think, is lazy. We don't yeah. want to have these hard conversations of okay. maybe we should go to therapy. Maybe we should try to get help because we love one another. It's like, nah. Or I even can go to get talk this. about it, period. Yeah. And yeah, when he says like the culture, the culture is like betting against everybody. It's betting against your odds in marriage and everything right now. If you're a man, okay, and, le and let's just for now grant, and hopefully maybe you guys agree with this, that uh, 
men can have uh, a proclivity towards, you know, sexuality and having meaningless sex more so than women, our culture is like inundated with like pornography and women and dating and this and that. So the general environment is betting against your relationship and your marriage for both men and women. So that's an extra feature that you have to navigate. And of course, you know, divorce rates are going to be high with the way that our current culture is set up. We just don't feel like a sense of integrity towards our relationships anymore. We've even got conservative dads bikini calendars now. (laughs) What are we supposed to do? What What are you supposed to do? Even the conservative women are putting on lingerie (laughs) and taking photos in the bathtub. (laughs) If you guys didn't see our conservative calendar video, you guys can check that out. That was yesterday's. (laughs) Shameless plug. Shameless plug. To talk about it, right? So so me and my ex, we actually did couples therapy because again, we was barely for like two and a half Uh years, bro. We went to couples (laughs) therapy. Next thing you know, everything was great for like a month. And then one day she just blew up. She said, man, I still don't feel like you this, this, and that. Like, she went in, bro. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So at the same time, I hope, there was a point in my relationship where it really just came to the point like, baby, I, I love everything else about you. You know what I mean, right? This area sucks. Are you still attracted to me? She said, yes, I'm still attracted She's to you. She's lying. Right? She would not, if she was still attracted to you, you guys would be engaging in that way. She's not attracted to you. And that's something that she lost through some point in your relationship to some other issue. But well, here's the thing. If you just don't want to have sex with me, right? Go f- somebody do this. I don't give a f- yeah. Let's have that conversation, right? Because I get everything else I want from you anyways. I was open to the idea. I didn't, yeah. I want to be with my woman, but if you don't want to do this, I'm fine just, yeah. you know, yeah, on the same page. I mean, I understand the importance of sex, but there's some self, there's self-sacrifice in every relationship you need to make. If, if you're happy with her and everything she had, but you also have a value on sex, then maybe she's not the right person. But the thing was, did I want to go look for greener grass or did I just want to water my own grass? I I just stuck it out for five years, bro. That's another aspect of being like romantically compatible with someone. And sometimes there's like one thing that's not there and that sucks. But it's like, if that, especially if that other person, that's something that they prioritize. Like personally, if my partner was like, oh, like I love like everything about you, but like this is not compatible and they wanted to go sleep with other people, like that would make me feel so bad about myself. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why yeah, you do what works like, for you. That's, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why you do I'm just saying like that's, that's like a compatibility issue then I think because I like, I don't, I'm not your ex-girlfriend, I don't know how she feels, but if I were in that scenario, I just like that just would make me so sad, even though it's but, like, it's not yeah, of your fault that, that, that there's that, that balance. That, 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 and, Comments gonna talk so much shit. Yeah, they, right, they, right, they, right, 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 right. The day I broke up with my girl, bro, she told me, like, she told me, like, I won't say everything. The day I broke up with my girl, she said, man, she's like, uh, I just be counting down the days. Like, we had sex in like 12 days. I gotta go have sex with y'all. Otherwise, I'm actually gonna get mad, you know what I mean, right? And I'm hearing all this and shit, right? You know what I mean? So she said a bunch, and I felt like I had to break up with her, right? Uh huh. What did I tell you guys? What's the trick that you play in your relationship? You say all this stuff, you stop engaging with them, and then you make them break up with you. So now she gets to go to her friends and say, he broke up with me because I, I, I wasn't putting out enough or whatever because he wanted more sex than what I was going to give him. So now she gets to play this like card of he broke up with me. But really, she's playing the long game and slowly just dropping dropping little hints to lead you to the destination that she wants, which is the end of your relationship. But she's just not willing to pull the trigger on it. But now she gets to say, oh, he broke up with me and it's because he's a dog. He wanted to go sleep with all these other women and I wasn't having sex with him enough. You got played. You got played. You got played. But they out here playing chess, fellas, while you playing checkers. Yep, exactly. They they really are. But either way, the relationship is going to end. So you got what you you got what was going to happen anyways. Yeah, no, that's I did not want to. I feel like I had to. Yeah, that would definitely take a toll on you. That's a, I think all this goes back to clear communication because mm-hmm. if 
if um, I don't think that cheating means that polyamory would actually be the solution to that. I think that it goes back to your values and yes. what yep. works for you. And I think that I, I would maybe venture to say that more people might be poly than you know are exploring that right now. Um, and still, at the same time, monogamy I think works for a lot of people. So it's all what yeah. works for you. I would date someone in this room. Three, two, one. Negative. <laughs> Right? I don't know these people. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Surprised he was over here. I'm like, what are you doing? I know, I was like, <laughs> he's over here. I wouldn't feel any of The energy is cool. You just you have to have I mean? a pulse and we'll go out with you. It's I know, like, that's, like, not how, that's not how that is. Like, 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 perfect example, right? Yeah. Like, like, Janelle, she got good energy, right? Now, imagine Janelle might be the coolest person. Next thing you know, you start getting to know her, she might be crazy. You'd be like, <laughs> then you come over here all of a sudden. Generally, the few people I've been attracted to, they don't. They look like Tim Burton dolls or just like weird goth like people. Yeah, She's just got like a certain vibe. <laughs> yeah, so that makes sense. Weird goth people. So like, uh. I it's just coincidence. It's very rare that I see these people. So it's not a personal thing. Sir, my girlfriend would kill me. And <laughs> <laughs> respect. I like to think I'm respect. pretty picky. So, but am I, I am, am I not your type though? <laughs> <laughs> You got me feeling some type of way now when you say it. I don't know. <laughs> so you're my yeah. good side. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> He's so goofy. Um, I mean, for me, oh. beliefs oh. beliefs are extremely important. Um, I mean, they don't strongly agree. I'm trying to get all flirty, but you are also very gorgeous. He mm -hmm. said, "Let me shoot my shots." <laughs> Let me show my. No, she's blushing. Look at her. She said, hand on the face. Oh, yeah. oh, they send us a wedding invitation. But no, beliefs are very important within relationships. I think yeah. I look into, obviously, I have a desire to be a husband and one day be a father. And I think. Green flag. Green flag. First of all, is this Christian Mingle? What's going on? <laughs> Christian Mingle. Oh, um, I, I love that he said, not not that he says he wants a wife, but that he wants to be a husband. That is like very, mm. I love the wording of that. Not that uh, one day I want to have a wife or I want to have kids. He's saying, I want to be a husband and I want to be a father, meaning he wants to take on that role and responsibility personally as a man. I thought that that's okay, girl. Hopefully, you know, if he's telling the truth, maybe they need to go on a little date. <laughs> you have different different in beliefs, it's very hard to raise coherently. Absolutely. Um, I think that just is extremely important. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I wonder if they're going to go on a date after that, because she walked over to agree. We didn't get to hear her talk, but mm. I can't imagine who else would she have been talking about in that room other than the other 
Christian boy. <laughs> yeah, we need a follow up. I want to know what happens with yeah. this, uh, this dating story. For it's real. Good stuff, man. Wow. We, love is in the air, guys. Love is <laughs> in the air. Let's get into your Super Jets. All righty, guys. First Super Chat of the new year comes mm-hmm. from Taylor Fan Club, fittingly. Uh, happy New Year to everyone. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Thank Ooh, you, Taylor Fan Club. Happy New Year. I did have a That's Merry Christmas. That's a much Christmas. better start to the year. Taylor Fan Club's last Super Chat was was pretty wild. So hopefully we're... <laughs> pretty out of pocket. They were coming yeah. for you, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> keep it tame. Yeah. New Year's resolution. Oh, man. Um, Loretta Jean says, I just want to say what a breath of fresh air Amla and Taylor are for the YouTube community. Thank you for creating Aww. such insightful content and being genuine in time in a time where people are forced to downplay their beliefs. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you can hopefully always rely on us to call it like we see it. Even if you guys might see it differently, we're here to have the conversation. Yeah, respectfully. But mm-hmm. thank you for that's that's very uh a gushing, glowing review. It is. So great way to start the year. We're feeling good about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Diva Dawn says, Happy New Year, Amala and Taylor. I started my new job in Tennessee. Oh, mm-hmm. welcome to the States. And now y'all are stuck with me. Wow. Uh, why is there a question if men and women think the same? Obviously not. And of course, Taylor, women win. yeah we know obviously obviously not uh there was a lot of differing beliefs in here you know some of the men agreeing with the women some of the women agreeing with the men and of course a lot of disagreement i always think it's it's just interesting to watch and and have the the gender debate and i think that will it will go on for centuries to come and we will keep exploiting it to bring you (laughs) content and make sweet sweet money yeah 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 (laughs) But for it's, it makes for interesting conversation as always. So, mm-hmm. uh, set my dude says, I want to say props to Janelle. She has very stacked and well-rounded opinions. It's nice, uh, when some people are very open to show off their views. Wait was a that, second. Were you, Wait a second. are you insinuating something? I was like reading this. I'm like, oh, wow. He's being like, oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah. Janelle has a very big heart. <laughs> no, I do admire Janelle. Cause she's like, whatever she believes she's gonna give it to you straight and she does not care at all you know what the ops gotta say janelle is there to to stick it out (laughs) yeah she came in very confidently she um, did and with with all of her takes i gotta admire it gotta respect that uh let's see taylor fan club again says off topic have you seen jay-z's the book of clarence trailer looks really funny and not woke at all by the same people that did the harder they fall guess the obamas can take a a page from Jay-Z's book. I have not seen we, the trailer. I think, wait, didn't we react to it at one point? We, or we spoke about, about the fact that it? it was being created and that it was oh. going to be like a diverse cast, but we never got into like the actual trailer or the plot of the movie, which I would have, I have no idea. Yeah, it's out now, but I, it's, it feels like it's not a very relevant, like... Gotcha, like uh, it's not going to be a big thing. Not a lot thing. of people are, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think it's basically, if you don't know, it's like set during the time of Jesus and everyone's black and they're like, are, it's, it's sort of like a comedic spin on things, I think. And whatever. It doesn't seem like they're actually trying to like recast, you know, history mm-hmm. in this way. It seems like kind of like a Hamilton style spin on, on right. it. But uh, who knows? I'm not really interested to see it. So when y'all Fair can enough. watch it, let us know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you won't get a book of Clarence review on this channel. <laughs> Unless it just goes mega viral somehow, and then we have to... And then, yeah, uh, if we're forced. 
Uh, Emil Svedjafal says, Hi, I just wanted to show my support. You are a great source of a reason in this chaotic world, and it really helps me navigate my own path. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. We really do try. We try on this channel to be level-headed and rational, if we can be. I love it. And I love the, the last name and currency looks like Swedish crowns or krona uh -huh. or whatever. And the last name is definitely giving... Scandinavian energy, so I'm always here for my fellow Scandinavians. <laughs> yeah. uh, Must Pavel of Dogs says, any advice on cheating? I mean, <laughs> cheating on the brain, apparently. Wow. <laughs> um, any advice on choosing my first tattoo on the upper arm? What would I definitely never regret getting? Words or picture? Also loving the scruff tailor. Ooh, I cannot give you advice on that. Uh, because That's a very personal I, thing. Yeah, I do not want to be responsible for giving you any advice that leads to uh, your your first tattoo. Um, I when I was at I was at this party that had a tattoo artist in it, and I got this tattoo or whatever. And I was with a friend, and he wanted to get his first tattoo, which was like super important to him. And you know, he shared it with his like siblings, and they were all going to get a similar one. So I did like give him the pep talk for going and, and getting it and he did get it but i'm not going to give you <laughs> a pep talk or any reasoning as to what you put on it some people take tattoos very seriously and they want it to be something super meaningful that's never going to like fade in their their mind and that's one camp of people other people are like you know it's a snapshot of a moment in my life and it's there i am teetering in in both camps i guess so i cannot give you any advice on that <laughs> For I am not equipped to do that. Get Amala's face. Yeah. And then send us a picture and we'll post it. <laughs> right. No. I'll just tell you straight up. Pull a Ruby Rose on us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. My goodness. Joe Rogan posts pictures every time someone gets a tattoo of Joe Rogan on, on themselves and he'll post the picture. It's kind of a cool Which thing, I'm like, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like when one. celebrities encourage people to do that. Or like, you know, when people come to celebrities and they're like, sign this paper, I'm going to get your signature tattooed. I would be like, I'm sorry, I can't. I cannot Weird. do that. I do not want to be responsible for you having something on your body forever <laughs> that may change depending on how you view me as a person. But from their point of view, like maybe they're not, it's not that serious thing. And if you were like, get a poodle and they just did it. And then it's like, I did it because my favorite YouTuber just told me to do it. <sighs> like, I think that would be a hilarious story to tell. But it depends on like your personality and like, I don't know. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't in your shoes probably not want to be that responsible. Yeah. I'm like, you. I do not want to be that person who does that to you. <laughs> but thanks for the scruff comment. This is probably the longest I've had my beard in, uh, since I was married. So at least a couple of years. And it's looking good, Taylor. I'm, I asked it's my wife, good. she likes it. And she's like, she looks at me for a long time. And she's like, I'm intrigued. But that's all I can, <laughs> all I can get out of it. What does that <laughs> so, even mean? Exactly. Uh, Welcome to my dilemma. Wow. So, I don't know. We'll see how long it keeps going. Um, <laughs> Rachel Warner says, hi, Amelin Taylor. My first time catching you guys live. Love your channel. You guys are always speaking facts. Oh, thank you. And I'm glad if you, if it's your first time catching the live, drop that in the comments down below, right? First in the comments i would love to know happy to have you and i'm glad this is your first live you're catching uh siggy or cg sends a super chat from australia no message oh here australia. it is uh second super chat oops that was the first super chat fail i always wanted to say <laughs> thanks amala for providing a level-headed well-thought-out perspective appreciate you, oh, thank you i was totally anticipating i know a lot of you are going to disagree with the stuff that i said in this episode because some people just draw really hard lines with their the boundaries in their relationship and stuff like that so i'm fully anticipating a lot of people disagreeing on my like cheating take or like indiscretions within relationships because i know 
I have an unpopular opinion uh, when it comes to that. Uh, let's see. A bunch of people are chatting first right now. Am I missing something? Did oh, like I said if it's your first live. Oh, you just said, okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I zoned out for a second. I'm like, all of a sudden, yeah, anyway. Uh, you know, producer mode. I just yes. like, oh my God, did something happen? He used to learn to tune out the noise, yes. Oh dear. Okay, sorry guys. Rusty on first one of the year. Um, right. Torino de Guzman says, when women gets a harem, it becomes Mortal Kombat. When a man gets a harem, it becomes Game of Thrones slash politicking. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on the topic of like polyamory, maybe. I and think like, so. Yeah. I'm just not getting the references. I've seen Game of Thrones. I'm not understanding. So like, I think he's saying if 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 a woman wait, does it, if, it's worse if than women a man. Has multiple men. The men fight each other like Mortal Kombat, and if a man has multiple women, it becomes like the women are angling politically with one another to like angle for more prominence Dog, I don't know that's a good guess I but I, I I honestly don't know I'm sorry <laughs> that's my interpretation in this postmodern age yeah. but uh sorry yeah, guys you can elaborate to Reno if you want um but yeah it's I it just I, I it's a mess man it's a mess I, I can't see it working out well but yeah you know, no judgment if it's uh, if that's your thing and you want to try yep go for it uh, let's see. Sohail says, hi, I'm a, I'm a fan of you all the way from Saudi Arabia. I, I think that's our first one from Saudi Arabia. Wow. That, um, uh, yeah, it actually might be. That's crazy. Yeah. That's thanks wild. for tuning in. I love your way of communicating your point with compassion and respect. It's rare these days. Thank you so much. Yeah, we have, we try to keep compassion at the forefront of everything cause it's lost in a lot of discourse. So hopefully, hopefully we're showing our compassion on this show. Hopefully, um, RP awareness year. Wow. That's the new, the new handle. Okay. Gotcha. Here he is everyone. Hey there gang. Taylor, I didn't know you were in today's Jubilee video in the blue shirt feeling some type of way. Hello. Ah. Uh, wow. by the way, body count video was crazy. Oh yeah. The body count video. That one was very, uh, very interesting indeed. I guess he's calling you the guy who says I would never sleep with my female friends. <laughs> that one yeah and then the guy at the end who said he was catching feelings for the black guy so. oh yeah 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 he's just clowning me a little bit it's yeah fine. no comment it's fine uh but yeah go check out the body the body count video came out over the break if you guys we, we continue to put out content pretty much every day of the holidays so uh, there's a lot to catch up on if you were not keeping up with your uh con regular content over mm -hmm. the holidays so we wanted to keep bringing stuff to you guys um, okay, Boomer says uh, there's a difference between a one-time cheating incident and the mindset that cheating is okay. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, I, and I think it's, I don't know that I've ever heard, oh, actually I have heard people say that cheating is okay. Definitely within the manosphere red pill community, oh, there's a lot of conversations surrounding cheating being okay. Um, but yeah, I think one time is totally different than a serial cheater who's just constantly disrespecting you and your relationship totally two different things uh let's see celtic blacksmith says i missed a huge chunk of the show because i fell out of my monday wednesday friday routine missed y'all hope your holidays were fun on a bun yeah it's good to be back my holidays were fun on a bun i don't know exactly what that means but you know what i vibe with it um yeah hopefully we can get back into the rhythm guys we did take a little bit of a break but now we're back to our regularly scheduled programming okay mm. yeah good to hear from you again celtic blacksmith one more from RP Awareness Year says, so Amla, I'm not surprised that crazy girl on the body count video chose the 100 plus bodies, Forrest Gump, 
because of the riz he had and would need to get them girls, which is why women compete for the best guy. Uh, debatable. I don't know. I feel like that was the result of some sort of brain virus. I don't know why anybody would pick somebody who has that. A hundred plus is nuts, guys. Um, yeah. But it, we're in a different time. So. My theory is, I mean, she, she ended up revealing that her account was like in the 40s or 50s it was or something. 40, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it was sort of like, a, I don't know, maybe out of a little bit of insecurity with that. And it's like, oh, it makes me feel better about myself. Some women like experience. Some women like experience. And he's got a lot of it continuing. Plenty. And especially yeah. since his career is OnlyFans and stuff. So it's going to continue, presumably. Yeah, that was that was a wild one. Um, Nicole Blanton says, thank you. You have taught me to teach my own daughter. Uh, we will be homeschooling using PragerU curriculum. Oh, whoa. Hey, love that for you. Teaching your own daughter. Uh, yeah, I was like, hopefully your daughter is not too young. This program was definitely not for her. <laughs> Today, yeah. Today's programming is, uh, is not for her. I guess you got to filter some of our stuff we cover. We're pretty pretty you know buttoned up but we don't shy away we from the, the difficult stuff so you gotta yeah keep an eye out for the young ones right sometimes watching. i'm like we're doing an ep we're in the middle of doing an episode and i'm like i'm hope the younger part of our audience is not watching this one yeah then we um, get a super chat i'm 13 and i love your show i'm like okay thank you gagged yeah sorry uh, uh chicken pork adobo says uh love you amala try a filipino dish chicken pork adobo and you'll love me too Cheers from Down Under. I feel like I've had chicken adobo before, but not chicken pork adobo. And I know it, it's probably fire. The seasoning That's, is fire. <laughs> yeah, we love our seasoned food. I break the, the stereotype of white people. I love spicy and, and he does. heavily seasoned Taylor food. goes ham with uh, spicy food. I'm actually very impressed <laughs> at his spice tolerance. Uh, the super chat was a little confusing because he's talking about Filipino dish and then says cheers from Down Under. So, oh. Filipino in Australia. I, I guess. guess it's a globalized world. Hey. People are everywhere. But I believe that is our last uh, super chat for the day. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I have a feeling many of you will have strong opinions about what we've discussed in today's show. So drop them in the comments down below after the live show so that everybody can see and respond and we can debate back and forth. If you liked this video, like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time I post a video for you guys, which is every day and every single time we're live, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. And uh, what else? Guys, hope you had a happy new year. Let us know how your new year went. If you're of the resolution variety or persuasion, drop your new year's resolution in the chat down below. I don't currently have one. I don't really engage with uh, resolutions. I guess my one will be off, off the cuff to be extra fit in, in 2024, hitting the gym almost every day. <laughs> And hopefully that continues. Uh, and uh, I see a lot of health and wellness in my 2024 future. Guys, thank you so much it for It looks watching. like we got a couple more at the oh, buzzer shoot. here. Let's so read them. we'll read those real quick. Uh, this is Alex again, or RP Awareness says, uh, hey guys, you should put a gold meter on this side and let us know what our super chats are going for. Oh, all right, we, we can think about that. Maybe as things pop up. Yeah, we got some big projects coming up. Yeah. Um, so that we, we're, we're working on, but we don't That's know. That's an idea. Want to let those out of the bag quite yet, but yeah, we have some stuff. Sure. Um, 
And a lot of it just keeps us here. So that's, yeah, that's right. helpful. <laughs> and yeah. we still try to launch this merch too. So. Yes, which hopefully is happening within the first quarter of this year. So guys, so, keep an eye out for that. So stay tuned. And <laughs> one more from Torino de Guzman. Oh, he's explaining his uh, oh, prior yes. Game of Thrones one. He says, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. Polygamy leads toward jealousy and it becomes ugly. Men show aggressiveness physically while women show it through reputation, ruin, and gossiping, etc. Ah, yeah, I mean, as a general, general rule, yeah, I think that is is true, that there's going to be some sort of resentment. I think uh, often people view like polyamory or polygamy as being something that's going to work out, but it often does not. Same thing with monogamy, though. People think it's going to work out, uh, yeah. and then it often does not. So to each their own, Charlize their own, whatever works and is healthy for you, uh, Hopefully you find your your person or persons, <laughs> I guess, if that's what we're doing these days. Okay, guys. Thank you for watching. On Someone that said note. you need to say duke it out, but do so respectfully. You haven't said that. Uh, as always, I encourage healthy debate. <laughs> <laughs> so duke it out, but do so respectfully. I'm glad you guys are keeping me in check, and you know the monologue that I do at, this, at the end of this show. Happy New Year. Have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. Bye, guys.